Welcome to the Marketers in Motion podcast, powered by the West Michigan chapter of the American Marketing Association. Marketing is our passion, and as a chapter, we hope to inspire dialogue, fuel creativity, and create a community for marketers everywhere. Let the inspiration and dialogue begin. We're online at amawestmichigan.org and active on social media, where you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The national hub for the American Marketing Association is ama.org, where you can also find a chapter near you. The Marketers in Motion podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at amawestmichigan.org, where we encourage you not only to subscribe to our podcast, but review, ask questions, get involved, and engage with us. Hello, we're your Marketers in Motion podcast hosts. I'm Josh Genoviak. And I'm Megan Perrin. Inspiring connection in a hybrid workplace is going to be key for fostering a culture of connection. Many of us have gotten used to learning, living, and leading from home. While this has created flexibility and autonomy among teams, this can also create a sense of disconnection and isolation. Demonstrating empathy for the changes we are all going through and understanding ways to restore energy and team member interaction are critical. Today, we'll chat with our guest, Mark Ostach, as he provides us with ways to reignite human connection in a hybrid workplace, leaving you filled with newfound courage to connect. It's going to be a good topic today, but before we dive in, we of course want to thank our amazing sponsors who support our podcast and our entire AMA West Michigan season. So thank you to our podcast sponsor, River City Studios. Josh, I know you're there today. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check them out, they do offer recording, mixing, and mastering for podcasts, TV, film, radio, and of course, musicians. So check them out at rivercitystudios.com. We also want to thank our annual sponsors. Again, without them, none of what we do would be possible. So thank you to our gold sponsor, MI Biz, our silver sponsors, Bird and Bird Studio and Red 66 Marketing, and our bronze sponsors, Grand Valley State University Conference and Event Planning, and K&J's Apparel and Promotions. And with the new year, we kicked off our official fourth season of the Marketers in Motion podcast just recently, and we're looking for your feedback. We want to know how it's evolved over the past few years. How often do you listen? Do you feel the content is valuable to you as a marketer? How can we improve the quality for you? Click the survey link in the show notes of this podcast to share your thoughts, share your contact information. If you'd like to be entered for a chance to win a ticket to one of our upcoming events, if you're local, we'll give you a ticket to join us in person for lunch. If not, we'll give you a free virtual ticket. And for future AMA members, you can log on to amawestmichigan.org to join our local West Michigan chapter and make it official. If you're not in our area, visit ama.org for AMA national information and find a chapter near you. Free training, certification tools, resources, discounts, academic journals, job boards, and great networking opportunities are all available for only $150 a year or just $0.41 cents a day. Awesome. Well, let's dive in and meet our guests for today. Mark Ostash is on a mission to help professionals, teams, and leaders connect with themselves, each other, and their collective purpose. His goal is to restore energy and focus to organizations and individuals battling modern life's nonstop pace and growing sense of disconnection. A wellspring of energy and born empath, he holds degrees in business, psychology, and technology with an interest in behavioral neuroscience. He's also a recipient of Crane's Detroit Business 20 in their 20s and Oakland County's 40 Under 40 Awards. And he's determined to remind the world that human connection is the most powerful connection we have. A nationally recognized speaker on digital wellness and a frequent contributor to USA Today, 
He has done two TED Talks and spoken to thousands of people all over the country, encouraging them to embrace a culture of digital well-being. Oh my gosh. Wow. Welcome, Mark. What a, first of all, what a bio and all the amazing things that you've done, but we're so happy to have you today. Well, Megan and Josh, it's a joy to be here. And you forgot in the bio, I have, uh, I'm a proud father of two children, two dogs, and we once had two cats. So uh, that's the real, uh, you know, that's the real accomplishment, right? <laughs> that is, that is. And I remember you sharing a photo of your your beautiful family too. When you spoke to us back in October, they look so much, so much fun. Like you have so much fun with them every day. Well, you know, as we'll get into here earlier, if you really knew me, you know that living, leading and learning from home with uh, young children is a, is about as much fun as a sharp stick in your eye. So. <laughs> Oh, challenges of the pandemic. Exactly. Well, let's let's jump right in. Your your book, Courage to Connect, stories that encourage meaningful connection in your life. Tell us how the book came to be. And you've just got quite an interesting story in your journey to where you are today and your passion, the mind-body connection. So give us a little uh, recap of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I really appreciate that. It all started uh, at Albion College, a small liberal arts school here in Michigan. I was finding myself... Um, feeling saddened and uh, depressed from checking my ex-girlfriend's MySpace page. And I quickly realized that uh, the internet impacts your emotions and mood. And when your emotions and mood are impacted, that impacts your behaviors, which then has a direct correlation with how you show up in the world. So uh, that was, gosh, 2003, 2002. Um, But what it did was it gave me this uh, foundation to begin exploring the psychology of technology. And that uh, fast forward, uh, after um, graduating from Albion with a degree in psychology, I went to massage therapy school uh, because I was really interested in bringing wellness into the workplace. Uh, That kind of venture quickly uh, took a pivot when my friend started a tech company. So I spent uh, 10 years helping build a software development company going from three people to 45 people. And I was the token kind of liberal arts non-engineer. So I did a lot of the people operations and just watching uh, the early signs of burnout and just kind of the, the grip that was and still is, um, you know, kind of the uh, constantly being on, always uh, having work available at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it did was it gave me just another layer of the human condition and how we need to begin accounting for digital wellness and our overall total well-being. And that led to where I'm at today, which is uh, having the privilege of speaking and advocating for digital wellness practices throughout the world, really, with the pandemic bringing me closer to uh, other regions and spaces and places that I never dreamed I would have uh, been able to show up at. So Courage to Connect uh, is a book that I released uh, two years ago. Gosh, two years ago already. And uh, it was one of the, like, is total God's timing. Here I am talking about uh, mental health in the workplace and digital wellness. The pandemic hits. Uh, I decided to go kind of full time two months before the pandemic into keynote speaking and and uh, and writing, and sure enough, um, people need uh, content and courage. And Zoom and Teams has been my primary channel to deliver such content. Well, this is such a timely topic with the pandemic. I'm sure you are just book solid with individuals wanting to to hear about this. But Josh and I decided we were going to maybe kind of break up today's talk talking about the two things in your book, right? Courage to connect. So courage, and then we'll, we'll dive into connection, but 
courage when you started there in your presentation, you know, you've shared the definition. It's to speak one's mind, but telling all of one's heart. And I, mm. I just love that because, you know, vulnerability in the workplace today is very tough. It is very tough to be kind of your true self and bring that vulnerability. Um, but you shared an exercise, a kind of quick exercise for a way for teams to start having those connections. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then I think we're going to do it here on the podcast. Oh, here we go. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So it's a, it's an exercise called If You Really Knew Me. And if you think about the exercise, it's intended to, pro to promote um, statements that are vulnerable in nature. So in a moment, we'll share kind of uh, different statements that demonstrate that. But if you think of vulnerability on a spice level, uh, you can share statements that are mild, medium, or spicy. Mm -hmm. um, and the intention behind this is to provide a way to kind of break down the transactional nature of back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back Zoom or Teams meetings and provide just a little bit of buffer or uh, uh, on-ramp, if you will, to human connection and relationship. So this is a great uh, kind of four-way into, in, into that. Awesome. Well, Mark, you want to start us off with uh, sure. a couple? Let's see here. Uh, AMA listeners, if you really knew me, you would know that uh, my seven and five-year-old uh, bring my wife and I to the center of joy and chaos each day. Uh, if you really knew me, you'd know that, oh, let's see. I start my morning with a warm cup of lemon water as I do my devotionals and get into the word. Mm -hmm. And then I follow it up by a uh, large glass of water, then a 32-ounce uh, smoothie, a big smoothie. We were talking about those before the show started. And then yeah. I have a cup of coffee. And if you really knew me, you'd know that I use the bathroom about 10 times before 10 a.m. after drinking all those liquids. Uh, <laughs> if you really knew me, you'd know that I often smile on the outside, but I'm not always feeling that way on the inside. And um, if you really knew me, you'd know that I'm a huge Kenny G fan, the saxophone player. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Josh? Do you want to give it a try, Josh? I would love to give it a try. Okay. So if you really knew me, you would know that I have a beautiful one and a half year old daughter, Rosemary, whose middle name is Joy. And it's ironic because she is the joy of our life. Uh, along with my beautiful wife. If you really knew me, you knew that I have been a stay-at-home dad as I've kind of raised her. She was born two and a half months premature, so had a compromised immune system and we didn't want to take any chances. So I've been working at home marketing and taking care of my lovely daughter, which has just been, has been an amazing, amazing journey. If you really knew me, you would know that all of us, um, our little Rosemary and my wife love to spend our time anytime that we can in the great outdoors hiking, regardless of what weather uh, Pure Michigan throws at us, even in the winters. If you really knew me, you'd know that I love to be outdoors running, cycling, camping, pretty much anything outdoors. If you really knew me, you would know that I suffer from, at times, some pretty suffering cases of anxiety. My mind is racing nonstop throughout the day, uh, thinking about things that are coming up in the future and, and also in the past. And if you really knew me, you'd know that I love the topic that Mark's talking about and the discussion we're going to have today because I do a lot of reading and research into personal development. So even though my struggle is real and even though I've done my research of how to fix it, often things are easier said than done. Get some awesome. snaps and claps going yes. for Josh. Listen yeah. 
<laughs> Megan. All right, I'll round this out. Um, all right, if you really knew me, you would know that I am Native American, um, Potawatomi, and very proud of my Native American heritage. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that my favorite animal is the sloth, um, Mason sloths. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that I am terrified of bridges. So when I crossed and drove over the Mackinac Bridge, um, for those Michiganders last year, it was a huge accomplishment. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that I am a perfectionist, which isn't always a good thing. <laughs> um, and definitely something uh, that I've been working on. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that I have been volunteering in some sort of capacity um, for the last 11 years um, with the anti-human trafficking advocacy. Um, if you really knew me, I have two incredible nieces who are my everything and probably my favorite role in life is being an aunt. And let's see, if you really knew me, um, if I wasn't a marketer, I would definitely be a forensic psychologist. Um, I love anything to do with criminal profiling and true crime and, and all that good stuff. And last one, if you really knew me, um, I would say music is my soul. Um, singing brings me joy. Just absolutely love anything to do with music and arts. There we go. Some snaps and claps for Megan. <laughs> awesome. So good. So yeah. good. So that's a fun exercise. You can do that with teams virtually in the workplace if you're in together. It's just a great way to kind of create that instant connection. Yeah, it is. And I felt it with you all. Uh, we met, you know, back in the fall and um, I, re I forgot some of the things that kind of made you, you beyond your LinkedIn profile and your, uh, and your resume. Right. So it, it is a great way just to um, kind of break that barrier of um, if you've onboarded a new hire or a new team during the pandemic, or you haven't even met some of your colleagues that you've worked with for the last couple of years, uh, it's hard to kind of find ways to creatively get that connection. So that's just an exercise, one way into kind of an icebreaker on steroids, uh, mm -hmm. priming and fostering human connection. So Mark, we get so much information in today's world online. We're bombarded by ads every day. I know as marketers, that's a little bit of a, uh, you know, cause we're, we're, we're some of the ones that are that are sending out those things. Um, and of course, there's balance with anything. But how can we stay mindful of our emotions and recognize them just in the day to day when we're just, you know, putting out fires and running around like chickens with our heads cut off? Yeah, I want to share kind of two things that come to mind, Josh. Um, first of all, there's a principle called the imitation principle. And in short, it basically says is that you reflect what you receive. Or put another way, your inputs become your output. So when we're trying to be mindful of how we show up in the world, whether it's at a, a pitch for a, for, for a new client or whether we're trying to position new campaign messaging and we really want to make sure that we're coming off uh, in a vibrant way, um, our inputs from that day, the content we've consumed, the digital calories that we've intaked, have a direct correlation with uh, how we're showing up in the world, what we're reflecting. So part of this uh, plays into our emotional state. And I believe that many of us are finding our emotions repressed because of all the things. It's hard to find time to uh, sometimes eat lunch, let alone process your emotions. So I want to give the listeners a really simple acronym to help you uh, tune into the emotional wisdom that your body often holds in situations, even when you're feeling overwhelmed. 
and it it's 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 called rain r a i n and rain stands for can i recognize allow investigate and nurture the emotions that i'm feeling when i'm feeling them so when you think about um recognition that requires awareness and when we're in what i call a uh season or a uh a kind of a a state of life uh where weapons of mass distraction are always bombarding our current day it's hard to have our awareness and anything else but the things that are kind of fluttering in front of our eyes um, oh look there's a squirrel right you guys all know that <laughs> so um rain is a great way to say okay i'm gonna actually take a breath recognize the emotions whether i'm in bed checking email at 11 o'clock at night and i get that pit in my stomach because i checked the email right before i went to bed well i need to now recognize that emotion that emotion oftentimes is anger or fear I need to allow that fear to be there, just what it is, processed through my body so it doesn't stick to my soul before I go to bed at night. And then I need to investigate, why am I feeling fear? Oh, you know what? Because that client that emailed me at 11 o'clock at night, they account for 50% of our revenue. So that's why I'm a little sensitive to that. And then N is to nurture myself. You know what? I'm going to just kind of handle this response in the morning. I'm going to set my phone down and I'm going to read something with my physical book, my analog, uh, you know, way of life. And that's going to just kind of allow me to nurture myself with compassion or, you know, kind of getting rid of and processing that fear that I felt. So rain, write it down. Recognize, allow, investigate and nurture. And after I heard you talk about that, I put it on a sticky note. Cause I was Good. like, in the moment, I probably will not remember this, but I need to see it. So I can process those things. So I think it's really important to do, um, you know, is to have that kind of time to work through that emotion. So if there was listeners out there, put it on a sticky note, put it on your monitor. Great little tool. Yeah, I think the last thing that I'll add, kind of going off script here for a moment, but um, when our, our emotions are just energy in motion and in our hybrid workplace and our often remote culture, we find ourselves not moving our emotion. We're sitting uh, and uh, digitally connected for you know hours on end. So oftentimes I encourage my audiences during keynote presentations or even just leaders leading team sessions when you're you know at that two hour mark on a Zoom call, um, invite 10 seconds of energy freedom into the space. So again, going off script here, but Josh and Megan, do you remember the 10 seconds of energy freedom? Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm gonna count us down from three and then uh, you can unmute yourselves and then you can hoot, holler, snap, clap, jump up and down, shake it out, whatever you have to do for 10 seconds. Are you ready? Ready. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, go. Woo! Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, shake it uh, out. Uh, shake it out. Uh, 10 seconds of uh, energy freedom. Uh, Getting the emotions yeah. going. The blood is flowing. Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Oh, my gosh. Josh is doing chin-ups. What's going on? And push-ups. I just yes. did a burpee. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not burpee ready today. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, me neither, Josh. Come on, you're uh, showing us up here. But you guys get it. You feel yeah. the blood flow. You're you're laughing. You you've broken it up. You're now ready to re-engage and and whatever I'm sharing or whatever the presenter is uh, is inviting you to learn. So we just got to be mindful that it, we are not. We weren't intended to be on our butts all day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people say, uh, you know, uh, um, sitting is the new smoking. I've heard that years ago. Um, scrolling is the new smoking, all these things. But just like we had with smoking, uh, everyone did it in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, or mostly everyone did it. Airplanes, hospitals, 
uh, elevators, you name it. Um, and then what are we going to look at 20 years from now when we said, can you imagine those people were tethered to their devices, always on, and uh, that had a direct impact on their mental, emotional, and spiritual health? Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that, uh, isn't that Wally? Isn't that the premise of the movie? It is. We're way yes. in the future. Everybody is so lazy that a button pushes and the food's brought out to you and you just yes. like, you don't yes. even have to move anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So some powerful stuff in there. So watch yeah, a little clip yes. of Wally if you really want to bring that full circle. Mark, let's talk a little bit about the connection aspect and, you know, self re- self-reflection team building, development are are so vital, but such a rare thing in today's workplace, not just because the hybrid component, but also, you know, the domino effect of the pandemic. Everyone feels overwhelmed um, at work, at home, business lives, personal lives. We're all just trying to keep up with the day-to-day. So what are some things we can do to start prioritizing these things that we know are the most important, but often they're not deadline driven. So we just keep kicking that can down the road. How can we, how can we be more proactive and how can we connect? Yeah, I'd say that there's um, a couple of just kind of easy strategy strategies to kind of get your arms around. Uh, one of them is realizing when you need to disconnect. And I think that when we find ourselves, um, uh, I like to, another acronym for, for, for you all that like acronyms, uh, it's called HALT. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Which mm-hmm. are just indications that we are often fatigued and kind of burned out from uh, from Zoom or from work or from, you know, you know, e- rapid email responses. So halt allows you to say, okay, am I hungry? Yeah. You know, I am kind of hungry. Um, but you know, maybe it's after lunch and I'm not hungry, but I am angry because of that 11 a.m. or 11 PM email. I checked the night before that I still haven't processed. Uh, am I lonely? Yeah. A lot of people are lonely right now. Um, and am I tired? So I know it's, it's like, oh my gosh, I could say yes to all those things at all hours of the day because I'm always working. But the reality of it is, is that if you don't have strategies to uh, connect with yourself, uh, you're going to be hard pressed to connect with others. So one um, offering that I share is what's called a turn down technique. And turn down implies that you are turning down the, uh, the panic, the fear, or the caffeine that's racing through you that's telling you, you have to stay engaged and miss lunch and keep working. But turn down techniques are fast, easy, free, uh, and then it could be as simple as uh, going on a walk around the block, um, cuddling with your cat or your dog, uh, doing a, a simple to-do list, doing the dishes, kind of banging out a task, if you will. But you're physically moving. Uh, it's free to do. And you're helping to turn down that uh, recycled kind of um, thought that's bringing you to a state of hunger, angry, lonely, or tired. Turn down techniques. comes from a book called Soundtracks by uh, one of my favorite authors, John Acuff who talks about the key strategies to reduce overthinking or negative self-talk. Oh, that sounds like a good book. It's an awesome book. Yeah, we'll definitely have to add that. Um, Kind of a follow-on question to this. Like, we're talking a lot about things that we can do, you know, to kind of enhance our digital wellness. But I know a lot of our our listeners and those that were there had similar questions of, because this new virtual world is is new to a lot of people. Um, I've been working remotely for five years before the pandemic, so it's not as new for me. But how do we really focus on creating that true connection in virtual teams? Yeah, I, I think this is uh, where I'm so thankful to have spend spending most of my days right now. Um, it goes back to um, vulnerability is kind of the the, the, the stretch but a saving space in your agenda for connection. 
So it could be as simple as starting, you know, and I always tell leaders and, and um, you know, and business owners, you need to set the tone to each meeting you're on. And it doesn't mean uh, rah, 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 we're going to hit our goals and this marketing campaign is going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, we want those things. Uh, but how do we start with, hey, you know what? I was, uh, you know, I was reading this book last night or I was talking to my, you know, my parent who's, you know, in their 80s. And they imparted some wisdom on me. And I just wanted to share what it is they share with me before we get into the good of the order. So whether you're sharing a quote, a personal story, um, you know, something that is, uh, you know, praiseworthy or, you know, kind of sharing that, that energy of gratitude before you get into the agenda goes a long way with reminding everyone that, hey, we're humans first. Um, you know, I know we've got a lot of responsibilities and, and, uh, and there's lots of things to do, but let's let's kind of tone down that transactional side for just a moment before we get into things and watch how the energy and engagement's lifted when you just give a peek to your personal side. Mm-hmm. Mark, I do want to ask about, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Yep. <laughs> so how real is the addiction for mindless doom scrolling? How can we be cognizant and more purposeful on social media? And how can we just improve our digital wellness overall? So, uh, in essence, if we can begin viewing our digital calories the same we same way we view our physical calories, we'll be more mindful of our digital nutrition. Do you guys remember uh, Richard Simmons in the 1970s? Oh yeah, right. Uh, I wasn't born so, then, but yeah, yeah I remember. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't born then either. But the point was is that there was a time not too long ago where um, people didn't have gym memberships. Uh, you know, people didn't pay $20 to go breathe deep and stretch at yoga, right? There is these aspects of our physical uh, ignorance that have then uh, become uh, kind of um, just common table stakes just to show up in the world today. So we're very conscious as a society of our physical health. Well, our digital health requires that same level of awareness. So if you, if you are doom scrolling to start your day or to end your day, which often we are, which basically just means that you're uh, scrolling through your phone, looking at social media, I call it the, uh, the holy trinity of checking, mm-hmm. right? It's like, uh, you know, you guys can't see me here, but picture me doing the sign of the cross as an altar boy here. But you've got, you know, you've got your Gmail, you've got your CNN, you know, you've got your Instagram, whatever your, your three are, the, uh, the holy trinity of checking. You find yourself just consumed by the doom. And when you do that, um, you are essentially consuming digital calories that are uh, empty in caloric uh, nutritional value and high in saturated fat. So if you picture just a big smorgasbord of junk food, that's often what you're consuming for your digital calories when you're doom scrolling. So Mark, you outlined five ways to improve your digital wellness in our luncheon. And I've got to say that I've, I've started to integrate some of these and they've been very helpful. So what are those five ways? Sure. These are easy things to do. And I consider them uh, boundaries. They're not mandatory things, but they are uh, steps in the right direction if you care to improve your digital wellness. And here they are. The first one is to sleep device free and to get a real alarm clock. We all know what it's like when you go to shut your alarm off and, oh, look at how convenient. Here's my email, Mm. right? Or here's my (laughs) newsfeed. So get a real alarm clock. Another thing is that you can take a digital fast for one hour a day. Um, that goes a great way in showing how we're able to um, be disciplined and just removing the phone or our devices for just an hour. Try to make it the same hour of the day. Uh, goes a long way in creating that habitual, um, you know, kind of rhythm that we want. Uh, 
this sounds kind of silly, but make eye contact when talking. Mm. Uh, our, our, our phones uh, often keep our eyes down. We all know this. Uh, but when we're approaching somebody, we want that, uh, that nonverbal communication goes a long way. It's 80% of how we uh, exchange thoughts and ideas and emotions. So give them your eyes and it'll go a long way. Uh, end your digital day one hour before bed. This is one that I get so many people raising their hands to say, you know, I need to do this. Just picture landing a plane at uh, when you're landing a plane from 30,000 feet uh, and it just directly like lands to the runway, it's not going to be a smooth uh, landing. So the same thing is, is we need to kind of ease and descend our minds uh, into a place of rest. Lastly, is to uh, have no digital gadgets at mealtime. Many people think that we need our phones to scoop our soup or eat our salads. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you that that's not the case. I'm sure Google's working on a phone right now that allows you to do just that. But uh, yeah, you know what? Just try to pick one of those things on ways to improve your digital wellness. Commit to it for the month and then see if you can find another AMA member to be your digital health accountability partner to keep you up to what it's, what you said you were going to do. Great advice there, Mark. Love all of those. And before we kind of dive in to get to know you a little bit better, I know you shared with us, if you really knew me, some, some statements there, but we're going to dive a little bit further. I do just want to recap for our listeners, kind of the five key takeaways, um, you know, of creating connection. And we did some of these today. So can you talk a little bit about what those are, you know, like the positive energy, all those things? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for those listeners that are uh, managing or leading hybrid work uh, workplaces, there's five ways that you can create better connections with your team members. Uh, first and foremost is create that positive energy, whether you're setting the tone with sharing, sharing something that you're grateful for, or even inviting 15 seconds of energy or 10 seconds of energy freedom into, the, uh, into your extended uh, virtual meetings. It's going to go a long way with keeping the energy going. Um, tell stories. I have Courage to Connect is really just a book full of stories. Uh, pick a copy up. Um, and, you know, I'm even going to uh, share a link to uh, the book Courage to Connect so all of the listeners can download an ebook version of that as a gift oh, awesome. to you. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. And then just, rem you know, remember to extend compassion to one another. A halting or, you know, am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired or dancing in the rain, I like to say. Uh, recognizing our emotions, those things are going to allow you to extend compassion to yourself. And then you can share that with others. And when you have compassion, connections are the fruit of that, uh, you know, of, of that harvest, so to speak. So pick one of them, try it out. And by all means, test out the, if you really knew me exercise and just watch how people, um, you know, connect with, uh, with more meaningful ways in that exercise. That is cool. And I do want to say that all of the resources that we have mentioned in the podcast, we'll put those links in the show notes. We always do that. We're right at the bottom of the show notes for you. Mark, I do want to ask a quick question before we go on to our ending with why segment with you. Um, I do want to ask about you. You talked about, you know, the first 15 minutes of each day being um, some of the most important as far as what you're taking in um, digitally, TV, you know, whatever information. Uh, what are some of the top resources that you could recommend to us as far as if there are, and I know you've got some on your website, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to mention that. So just blogs and information, um, whether they're podcasts, books, just something that we can go to for good, positive information instead of turning to, you know, whatever the, the, um, the news may be for the day. For sure. Um, I just finished up a book this morning called uh, laugh and live by Douglas Fairbanks. 
who was the original Zorro uh, back in the day. Uh, and he was also known as the King of Hollywood. I bring him up because he shared uh, the most important resources back in the 1920s and 30s to help start his day. Uh, it was two simple resources, uh, the Bible and Shakespeare. <laughs> so no. those were two uh, things that he said, you know what, if you're going to start your day, this is like pre-internet, this is like pre-cars, right? Um, that we need to root ourselves in things that are good and pure and noble and praiseworthy. So uh, I share those same things with Douglas Fairbanks that he shared, but uh, you know, there's other modern day resources. Um, we use a really cool app called uh, Soul Space, my wife and I, and it's essentially a um, a five minute kind of meditation on on um, God's word mm. that allows us to kind of wake up uh, in a restful state. It almost sometimes feels like an extension of the snooze button, uh, but mm -hmm. I feel better because it's this soft voice kind of waking us up, bringing us wisdom for the day. So Soul Space is a great app. Uh, Headspace, Josh, I know you're a fan of that. Yes, love Headspace. Headspace. It's a great, a great resource uh, that kind of is currently infiltrating its way into all organizations uh, as both a, kind of an HR resource and, uh, and otherwise. Um, so those are a couple of things. And then I would say just most importantly, um, you know, writing and reflecting on the things that you're grateful for in the mornings is a great way to kind of prime the pump the same way you'd go outside to get a run in to get the uh, oxygen flowing through your blood. Gratitude does the same thing for your, for your heart. So if we can kind of prime the pump of things that we're uh, thankful for, or grateful for, it's going to go a long way with, with setting the kind of the mindset for our day. One last question, Mark, because I, I went to your about page and I love the timeline and all of the different resources you have on there. I saw your video on the mental or mymentalspace.com. Was that plugin? That looks awesome. Is that the one that never got launched? Yeah, yeah. It it did get launched and it got some traction. And then I uh, decided to stop investing into kind of expanding the technology and just maintained a, uh, a focus on speaking and writing. Oh, that looked really cool. I was all about it. I'm like, this would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> sometimes I think about resurrecting it, but, uh, you know, I vote for Who resurrection. Knows? I vote for resurrection. resurrection. Yeah. Maybe that's the next goal for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My wife would say, what are you doing? You're bringing that back? <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's cool. Like as a marketer, Megan, you know, we love our, our data and it was a, it was an app that would allow you to go on and block certain pages and it would track whether you're on positive, negative sites. And it would give all these stats on your, your digital, um, what is it? Your digital appetite? Consumption. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. It allows you to block websites. Then when you'd go to the websites that were blocked, we would show you a positive quote. It's intended just that it was positive. Mm -hmm. And then uh, if you wanted to unblock the site, then your accountability partner would get an email that says Megan wants to unblock Facebook, and Josh could allow or deny. Sorry, Megan. Denied. Ah. Denied. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And then the last thing is. Uh, and this is this is like where I just feel so fortunate to have ha have kind of been on the early side of how our how the internet impacts our emotion and mood. But we wanted you to give us a um, we essentially were tracking emotion and mood on the sites you were visiting. Mm -hmm. So at any point, if you were on a site or you read an article, you could you could click on the mood button and you could let us know how that site made you feel. And the intention was to get kind of big data on which sites make people feel uh, certain ways. 
Oh, now, this is 10 years ago. So this mm -hmm. is before Facebook said like, hey, look at all these ways to track and you know serve up content based on the emotional state. But mm -hmm. I, I do have, uh, and I'm, I'm sure Facebook has this data, but like at any point of the day, you could share like the emotional lens of the world, mm -hmm. right? For that mm -hmm. data. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that takes it a step toward the mindfulness part of in the meditation that I do, they teach you just to be able to recognize those things, whether you do it. And I think that's the hard part during the day when you're meditating, you're like, yeah, I can recognize when I'm sidetracked by a thought or by an emotion. But like when you're in the thick of things, that's difficult. So I, I, oh, yeah. I like that that app was kind of training you to like, oh, how do I feel when I do this? How do I feel when I do that? Sorry, Megan. Yeah. I know you've been trying to chime in here. I just got, I got no, really excited. No, 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 no. No, this is all good. I love I love when we, we get good conversation going on the podcast. I was just personally going to share. I know you talked about Headspace, um, you know, and Soul Space. I've seen that one too. I'm going to definitely check that out. But Calm is another one. Yes. Um, I absolutely love that one. Um, I am not a good flyer, which is so funny because pre-pandemic, I would fly all the time for work, but Calm would get me through like the takeoff and landing. Sure. <laughs> Of, of that and it's just a really good uh you know app to kind of help you calm down for the day and, and all of that so definitely check all of those apps out and we'll link those um on the show notes as well um but as we transition in here mark to the ending with why we want to start with the very first question this is kind of a playoff of simon Sinek's start with why sure. um so want to hear what is your why i would say that my why is to help people tune into uh, what it is their heart is telling them to pursue. And I know that sounds a little cliche, but um, mm. I'm wired in such a way where I can speak to the hearts and almost see the hearts of the people I work with and connect with. And we need to be breaths of fresh air and encouragers to one another in a very discouraging world. So my why is to teach people and give people permission to encourage one another by sharing their hearts. Mm, love it. Who or what inspires you? You know, I started early on um, listening to the likes of um, thought leaders like Wayne Dyer, another Detroit kind of local legend who made his way into spirituality, mind, body, spirit, advocacy, and just, you know, encouragement. Uh, he was an early inspiration for me. And then uh, I have a current mentor who's 91 years old. His name is Dr. Lauren Siffring. He uh, looks and talks like Yoda. <laughs> oh my and, God. And, uh, but he has just been a huge inspiration to form my, he's like a spiritual father. So he's given me strength to walk in the spirit more and to find spaces and places that I didn't think that I had the ability to grow into. Um, and it's because he's modeled the way that he's led myself and other men to, to do things that, uh, you know, you kind of go against the grain, so to speak. Awesome. Um, well, I know you shared a lot of books and stuff and resources already, but what are you currently reading or listening to? It can be a podcast that you're absolutely loving. Yeah. So I literally just today, and I mentioned it a moment ago, but I want to make sure I get the title right, because it is just like, it's called Laugh and Live by Douglas Fairbanks. I had to like search the audible archives for it. That's a little bit facetious, but um, it's incredible to listen to um, somebody from nearly a hundred years ago that has wisdom and experiences that are still hold true today. So again, Douglas Fairbanks was the original Zorro 
So he wrote his kind of memoir called um, Laugh and Live to inspire others to make sure that they're caring for their mind, body, and spirit and being sure to laugh. That's kind of the marketer like synopsis of it, but it's got some depth to it. And I highly recommend it to the listeners today. Mark, based on what you've learned throughout your career, what's one piece of advice that you would offer to others? I would say to uh, embrace the windy road that is your career path. Uh, mm. You know, as I mentioned on the onset, uh, I had my heart set on running a chair massage business <laughs> in corporate <laughs> America about 17 years ago. And uh, through a series of turns of events, uh, here I am today. And I still think there's a common thread all the way through there where human connection is the most powerful connection we have. Um, but I do think that people need to realize that if they're pursuing things they're passionate about, income will come. And if the income doesn't come, the happiness will. And we can do a lot with a little, but it's hard to do much when we don't have much within us kind of burning, burning out of us. Mark, I do want to just wrap up and, and mention one of the things we didn't mention as a resource is is counseling. And I think that, you know, today a lot of people might see that as a sign of weakness, like, no, I'm not going to go to, to counseling. And, and you don't even have to go for a serious condition. It can just be nice to have somebody to talk to, somebody to listen to that can give you some different ways to, to cope with things. And one of the things that really resonated with me from counseling that I've done is is exactly what you said. You're not paddling across a lake with just the destination in mind. You're on a winding river that's always changing, always ebbing yes. and flowing. And it's more about that journey than just reaching a final destination. So I thought that was very meaningful. Yeah. And I'll just add to that. Um, I was in my mid twenties. We had a suicide in our kind of extended family and it happened to have correlated with the same week I met my now wife. And she, she realized I was depressed. I didn't have kind of the the tools to say I was, uh, she encouraged me to get into counseling. I've been in counseling for 15 years now on a proactive basis. Um, even aside from the, you know, the occasional crisis, it's been a way it's been a preventative measure. And I, I now, you know, see my counselor as, uh, you know, as kind of a coach or as somebody on my A team that's helping me, uh, process things that I'm processing or, work through, you know, that inner dialogue that's restricting uh, my ability to make an impact or pursue things that bring me passion. So if you don't have a counselor and you are still listening to this podcast, uh, this is the main takeaway for you. Um, <laughs> find somebody and clear the hurdles of, do they take my insurance? Do they not? Most of them will. And if they don't, they'll be on a sliding scale uh, to help you with your costs. Uh, but there's nothing more valuable than investing in your mental health. And oftentimes you're unpacking things that happen when you're zero to six. And here we are as grown adults with beards. And uh, well, Megan, you don't have a beard. <laughs> but uh, here we are with grown, as grown adults with these personas that we put up that often are damaged and battered that we need to put some healing on. So mm -hmm. counseling is a great way. Josh, I see you getting emotional over there. Am I making that up or are you feeling that? No, it's, it's very true. It's very true. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's a lot of struggles and it's, again, it's just good to, to be able to talk with somebody that from a professional background can understand the, the roots of some of these. And, and Mark, you're exactly right that a lot of that comes from developmental years in, in childhood. And with all of the resources now, there's online sessions, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's many places that you can go to get help. So check it out. Megan, Lots what do you got? 
I would say there's lots of great resources in West Michigan. I know a lot of fantastic counselors um, who are friends of mine, who are individuals that I've seen. Like, so there's a lot of really good uh, resources in West Michigan. But I will say, Mark, we're glad your path took you this way because we wouldn't have had the chance to talk to you um you. Uh, if, if you were in the other path and i think just today having such an open and vulnerable conversation on the podcast today was such a delight um and something that i think is so needed in the world so thank you for everything that you've shared with us um we do like to just kind of wrap up with uh if our listeners have additional questions or just want to say hi or say thanks mark for sharing all your vulnerability where can they reach you they can reach me at hello at markostash.com. That's O S T A C H. O S T A C H M A R K O S T A C H dot com. We will post that in the show notes. And again, please check out Mark's book, Courage to Connect Stories that Encourage Meaningful Connections in Your Life. We will also post that in the show notes as well. Mark, I know I speak for both Josh and I. Phenomenal conversation today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Mark. See you later. Again, don't forget, we'll put all the links and resources in the show notes for this podcast. And while you're there, we'd love you to take the survey, give your feedback on how we're doing. It should take less than five minutes. What topics do you love? What would you like to hear more about? What would you like to hear less of? It's again on the show notes for this podcast, amawestmichigan.org. You can also email us, uh, podcast at amawestmichigan.org. If you have any suggestions for content coming up, if you want to give any feedback, we always love if you uh, rate, review, and give feedback on all of our podcast players as well. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that good stuff. If you're not yet an AMA member, what are you waiting for? For just $150 a year, you get access to free training, certifications, tools, resources, discounts, academic journals, job boards, and unparalleled networking opportunities. Go to amawestmichigan.org to join our local West Michigan chapter or visit ama.org for AMA National to find a chapter near you. We're online at amawestmichigan.org and active on social media, where you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The national hub for the American Marketing Association is ama.org, where you can also find a chapter near you. The Marketers in Motion podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at amawestmichigan.org, where we encourage you not only to subscribe and share our podcast, but review, ask questions, get involved, and engage with us. Don't forget important links, content, and resources will be included in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Marketers in Motion podcast, powered by the West Michigan chapter of the American Marketing Association. What will you do with the information you learned today? Be inspired. Be creative, be bold, set your marketing in motion.